You are now on air. Anchor morning audio date is 01.10.2023. Current time is 05.15 a.m. Eastern Time here in upstate New York. The southern tier of upstate New York, where I live and reside, this Tuesday morning, and this is the Anchor Morning Audio. The Anchor Morning Audio, yes, we're up a little early this morning, uh, about 15-20 minutes I guess, usually I'm running a little late. Hello and good morning, this is Rich Roberts at Fireman Rich uh, here on Anchor.fm as well as over there on Twitter at, at the at sign Fireman Rich and I hope everybody is getting a good start a hashtag positive start to the day, a hashtag PSTTD um, uh, start to the day. And currently here in the southern tier of upstate New York, we have about 33 degrees Fahrenheit and uh, 31, 33 degrees. So it's about zero to one degree Celsius on the Celsius side. And uh doesn't seem that cold here in the homestead in the house. It's still dark out there, though, but uh, we're going to get uh, some cloudy with snow, showers mainly during the morning, temperatures uh, nearly steady in the low to mid-30s, winds out of the northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. That's good because when they get up above 10, 15 miles per hour, that's when it really starts, that wind chill factor kicks in. Chance of snow is 50%. What the hell's going on with that? Sun will be rising this morning. It's still stuck on 0734. And uh, it's in a couple hours here. Uh, let's say two hours and, was it uh, 5, 10, 15 minutes? <laughs> so we're up. Um, and sun will be setting at 4.53 p.m. Let me look at the 10-day the, the forecast here. Do they forecast... No, that must be for higher elevations because I'm not seeing anything on the uh, chart here for the 10-day forecast. So, um, but let me back out the uh, intro music. And oh, by the way, I do have the morning coffee here with a teaspoon of unsweetened cocoa. That's the coffee hack I've been doing for quite a while now. I don't know, six months now, seven months. Mmm. First cup of the coffee is fantastic here, and we're recording on the uh, the LG Stylo phone, uh, track phone, Android, and uh, connected into the iRig 2, which the iRig 2 connected into the Behringer 802, which uh, we have the um, the um, iPad Mini, older than dirt. <laughs> I think it's a first generation with the uh, Boss Jock app connected uh we're using the boss jock app that's uh all connected in uh for and i'm talking to you on the uh cad u37 so that's the setup that we're using i i'm enjoying using this setup as far as it's quick and uh i just gotta make sure i wear a pair of earbuds when i want to hear the playback i'm actually listening to the audio uh when it comes through the uh 
the Behringer 802 soundboard. But um, the iRig 2 gives me a, a great, uh, a great uh, feature there as far as to utilize uh, all these other pieces of hardware with my cell phone and as far as that goes. We do have a thought for the day. The thought for the day comes from Winston Churchill. His quote and our thought for the day is as follows. Courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. Listening is very important. We very, you know, that's been said many times. I think in my later years here, I'm trying to listen more than uh, what I did in my earlier years, as far as that goes, to try to find a, an equal uh, medium and stuff like that, and uh, stay on an even keel. But uh, there's some some very wise words there from Winston Churchill. Courage is what it takes to stand up and speak, and we all do. Uh, it's very easy to do. But courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. Try and understand. doesn't necessarily mean you have to agree, but try to understand where the person comes from as far as that goes. You know, um, Just because people have difference, um, difference of opinions, they're, they're not your enemy. And that, that <laughs> I, I sort of saw that display... Last week, I guess, when uh, here in the United States, we're picking a new Speaker of the House. It's uh, our United States of America government at work the way it's supposed to work. As much as it looks like it's dysfunctional, it's not. It's working the way it's supposed to work if you look at it. If this was to take place in any other country, I guarantee it. Well, it has, but there's fisticuffs. Now, they came pretty close, I'll admit. Last week, they came close to doing the fisticuffs. But even still, all the same, it was government here in the United States at work, and it works. Okay, so it went to 15 votes. BFD, um, as far as that goes. And um, so, uh, and I think uh, their first, the course of legislation that the... Um, I don't know if you want to call it legislation, but uh, the first act that the uh, the new, I think it's the 118th Congress has done, is rescind that uh, $2 billion that went to the IRS, which was stupid in my opinion. I'll just throw that. I know I don't talk about politics, but uh, we, we got a lot of other things that we need to do with uh, our monies. And, and if that's a, uh, a sign of uh, what's going to happen as far as to try and curb this outrageous spending, um I think that's what needs to be done as far as that goes. So that's what Congress is there for. They're controlling the purse strings. So let's take control of the purse strings. So um, there we have it. Good quote and thought for the day from Winston Churchill. And let's see. I, I am, let me just before we get to the interesting article, and I'm going to try, I guess one of the reasons I'm starting early here, I'm going to try and pop on to Rumble uh, live streaming before um, I get ready for work here uh, to do a quick 10, 15 minute uh, good morning broadcast here because I want to start using Rumble. Uh, as of this past Sunday, I, I have the capability of broadcasting live on Rumble, just like I do on Twitch Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And um, uh, I just stumbled across it. So evidently somebody at Rumble flipped the switch and uh, I, I've been playing around with it and I've been trying to just... I'm just excited that I have another platform other than uh, Twitch, YouTube Live, and uh, Twitter Live to broadcast. So I have four four different spots as far as to broadcast. So uh, um, 
I want to try and use it to be familiar with it. And I think I have the mechanics and the workflow down on how to do that. So um, um, that's going to be, I think that's going to be fun to do because that's what I like doing is having fun on this thing called the internet. Uh, we do have, oh, let's see. Let's go to the national day first. What's the national day? Yeah, I got it down here. I got two different things going on here on the desk. Let's see. Today is the, um, uh, is the 10th day of January, 2023. The, the, the 10th, Day of the year, the second week. We're in the second week, and we have a couple national holidays or national days, and National Oyster Rockefeller Day. Eh, I'm not too much keen on the oysters there. National Stop Shop for Travel Day. I don't plan on traveling, so I don't need to shop. Save the Eagles Day. That's a good one. Um, we have eagles here in New York State. Um, I think the eagles are being saved, but we we still have to take care of them. But let's see, National Houseplant Appreciation Day. There's one. We just had the cats tip over a houseplant. When the missus gets up, she's not going to be too happy because it broke one of the flowers off. Um, let's see, National Cut Your Energy Cost Day. Yeah, that's not too bad. And here's one, National Bittersweet Chocolate Day. You know, we have something of uh, a chocolate configuration in our coffee, the, uh, um, the unsweetened cocoa, which I'm sure unsweetened uh, bittersweet chocolate is made of but let's go with that one national bittersweet chocolate day for january 10th uh chocolate lovers rejoice national bittersweet chocolate day on january 10th gives you the uh excuse to indulge in some chocolate satisfaction national bittersweet chocolate with almond day is celebrated on november 7th oh so you have Bittersweet chocolate with almond is a completely different category. Who would have known? Hashtag bittersweet chocolate day. Chocolate comes from the seed of the tropical uh, cocoa tree. Cocoa, uh, cacao, which has been cultivated from at least three millennium, is grown in Mexico, Central America, and North, uh, South Northern Southern America. The earliest known documentation of use of the uh, cocoa seeds is around 11,000 BC. The tree seeds has uh, an intense bitter taste and must be fermented to develop the flavor. As far as that goes, um, uh, let's see what's who's. Uh, Okay, we got our good friend Randy W. Horton. It's doing a marathon uh, broadcasting here this week. Uh, chocolate comes from the seed. Okay, I already said that. And once the seeds have been fermented, the beans are then dried, cleaned, and roasted. After roasting, the shells are removed to produce the uh, cacao the, uh, nibs. The, the nibs are then grounded into a cocoa mass, which is pure chocolate in rough form. Usually the cocoa mass is liquefied, then molded with or without other ingredients. This is called chocolate liqueur. The chocolate liqueur may be processed into two components, uh, cocoa solid and cocoa butter. Bittersweet cocoa is chocolate liqueur to with sugar, cocoa butter, and vanilla have been added. 
it does have less sugar and more liqueur than uh, semi-sweet chocolate. However, the two of them may be interchangeable when baking. So they're almost the same, I guess. So uh, they just came up with two different variations of the thing. So there we have it. Our national day um, is uh, National Bittersweet Chocolate Day. So uh, it's sort of a difference there you know you always think chocolate very sweet and stuff like that but when they make it it is bitter and so well the i've got um unsweetened cocoa which it's it's it tastes pretty good in the coffee and it does give you a little bit of a kick i'd have to i do have to say okay let's see our interesting article for uh for this anchor morning am i googling okay audio is still good i just uh or gurgling. Um, this is a we're in outer space today. Where uh, with this story, and I like bringing these interesting stories. Like I always say, to uh, um, they interest me. So hopefully you take an interest. It's a, it's not too long of one, but work um, set to begin on asteroid hunting observatory, NASA's new mission to protect the Earth from disaster. And um, sort of like the uh, Armageddon movie, they're uh, not going to go to that extreme, but as far as sending men to an asteroid to try, I don't know if we could land on an asteroid, I don't know. That's The movies, say they can do all sorts of things. But uh, a new space-based survey that will help uh, catalog millions of near-Earth objects is now ready to for budgeting and building after passing a rigorous technical review. The three-year NASA... This year, NASA completed um, its three-year, let's see, was this, uh, what was this article? Does it say? Uh, it should, yeah, there it is. Okay, this was in December, so it was uh, in 2022. Uh, NASA completed the first ever mission organization organized entirely for the purpose of planetary defense when the DART probe slammed into an asteroid, oh, I remember that, an asteroid, to see if it could be redirected away from the potential collision course of the Earth. Now, the NEO survey mission will discover the characteristics, at least 90% of near-Earth objects more than 140 meters, 460 feet across, that come within 30 million miles um, of our planet's orbit. And you, you would figure 30 million miles is a long distance. In space, that's very, very, very close. Um, these, because anything can happen, you know, as far as that goes. These objects are capable of causing significant re uh, regional harm, while history has shown that large ones can be catastrophic. Exactly. Humanity has gotten lucky thus far, knock on wood. And uh, But slow-growing wisdom has seen NASA create a planetary defense coordin coordination office for the purpose of learning how to protect Earth from such events. You can visualize uh, the scope of the potential danger by looking at the ratio between uh, numbers of asteroids and comets in our solar system, whose orbits we have mapped and those we have haven't with NASA's uh, cool eyes on the asteroid tool. NEO survey represents the next generation of NASA's ability to quickly detect, track, and char uh, characterize uh, potential hazards near Earth objects. 
said uh, Lindley Johnson, NASA's planetary defense officer at PDCO. Uh, Ground-based telescopes remain essential for us to continually watch the skies, but a space-based infrared observatory is the ultimate high ground that will enable NASA's planetary defense strategy. Sitting around 1 million miles from Earth at the uh, first Lagrange point, NEO surveyor will view the uh, solar system at the infrared spectrum of light. Light waves that are blocked by Earth's atmosphere and therefore invisible for ground-based telescopes. Now that first uh, Leo Grange point, that's where the um, the Webb Space uh, Telescope is located at also in that, that particular orbit. Uh, with infrared, NEO will be able to see so-called dark asteroids and comets which don't reflect um, light. Asteroids that approach Earth from the direction of the Sun and those that uh, lead and trail our planet's orbit where they are typically obscured by the glare of the sunlight objects known as uh, Earth Trojans. So that's good to have uh, something up there looking at our blind side, I guess you could say. NEO will design a little, will be designed a little like the James Webb Space Telescope, which also orbits at, like I just said, that at the Lagrange point and also uses infrared. As such, it will need to be extremely, uh, as such, it will need to be an extremely poor conductor of heat and have a shield to block the light and heat coming from the sun and other bodies. The launch date is currently proposed for June of 2028. So we still have a couple more years for this to to take off. Hopefully we don't get hit by an asteroid as far as that goes. (laughs) uh, um, But it's always good that NASA is watching out for us. Let's see. An interesting history... On this date in 1776, Thomas Paine published the immense popular common sense pamphlet urging American colonists towards independence. Uh, In 1920, the League of Nations held their first meeting and ratified the Treaty of Versailles, ending World War I, but they soon fell apart and we had World War II. But the, in 1946, the first UN General Assembly opened with 51 nations. And uh, I don't know. Um, the UN, I guess they try and do some good work, but uh, I don't know. I just think there's more world squabbling at that location and stuff. I did visit the uh, United Nations back when I was younger. Um, let's see... The United Nations and Vatican established full diplomatic relations after 117 years back in 1984. And uh, that's about it for that, as far as that goes. And we're going to keep this right at uh, 20 minutes. It's going to be a short one as far as that goes. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, exit stage left here. A quick audio. Doing the audio is fun. Uh, Audio is social. And... uh, yeah, okay, we got the outro music there. <laughs> Sometimes I can't hear it. I have it turned down so not, I, I could talk, and I'm not hearing the echo as far as that goes. All right, folks, this uh, is Rich Roberts wishing you all well as we get our day started on this Tuesday, 
January 10th, 2023. You all have a great one wherever you may be on this big blue marble. Live life. Have fun. Ciao for now. As always, peace. Take care, folks.